Hello, everyone. We're back on YouTube with a mystery about a list of different top microbiologists who mysteriously died. What were their connections to the government? What were their connections to certain pharmaceutical research? Here to join me is Elizabeth Lane, fellow independent journalist, who coincidentally was looking into this the same time I was. I think we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I think it was meant to be. <laughs> you know, to be a scientist in this world of crazy, you know, military industrial complex and weapons and all of it, by by default, you're putting your life in danger. Well, that if you're a good scientist, right? So everyone wants you. We have to understand that if, if there's a scientist in Germany, for example, that does something with military industrial complex in Germany and achieves success then every other country wants to know the secrets so it's not just you know you're in danger within your own country but you're in danger you know in the world and i think we'll dive into more details as we go but um tell me what put you on this first like what put oh, you on this okay first. so my uh, new doctor friend uh doctor and uh scientist jeff cementi just wrote this book it's not even out yet it is a brand new book and there's a captivating page in which he breaks down these mysterious deaths before the pandemic let me just read for you a little bit the following are actual facts surrounding the mysterious deaths of top microbiologists over a decade prior to the 2020 pandemic on November 15th of 2001, Harvard professor Don Wiley, a prominent researcher in virology and immunology, left a gathering of friends and colleagues sometime after 10.30 p.m. The next morning, Memphis police found his rental car stopped on a bridge with a full tank of gas and keys still in the ignition. Wiley was supposed to meet his family at the Memphis airport to continue on to an Icelandic vacation. There was no financial or family trouble, and he had no history of depression or mental illness. Professor Wiley was not only a Harvard professor, but also a researcher at the Howard Hughes Medical Institute in Maryland and the National Institute of Health. At the Howard Hughes Institute, he performed biological research, sometimes jointly funded by the Department of Defense and the NIH. He was an expert on the human immune response to infection and had recently investigated several dangerous viruses, including HIV, Ebola, herpes, and influenza. Professor Wiley's body was recovered from the Mississippi River about a month after his disappearance, and authorities issued a report indicating that an accidental fall from the bridge into the river was the probable cause of his death. Others hmm. assumed that he committed suicide despite the protests of his family and doubts expressed by his colleagues. End of story. Then more biologists started to die under suspicious circumstances. Many were world-acclaimed scientific researchers specializing in infectious diseases and biological agents, such as anthrax, HIV, and DNA sequencing. As the body count of infectious disease experts continued to climb, Connections to weapons research began to surface. Between September 2001 and June 2002, 15 world-class microbiologists died, most from unnatural causes. Now, statistically, it's possible 
that one or two of these microbiologists were killed in random accidents, but for so many to die in such a short period exceeds all reasonable bounds of statistics. By 2005, we lost 40 microbiologists in less than four years. Some were found stabbed to death in the trunk of cars. And some wrapped their cars around trees after their brake fluid disappeared. During this time, it was discovered that they all worked with the government or government contractors on projects related to bioterrorism, flu pandemics, or anthrax. Then it was discovered that our government was performing strange experiments that involved exhuming bodies of people that were killed in the 1918 Spanish flu in an effort to study the virus. Thanks to National Gold Group for sponsoring my independent coverage. Gold has soared past $2,100 an ounce in 2023. Donald Trump recently warned that the U.S. dollar no longer being on the world stage will be our greatest defeat in 200 years. Military conflicts in Israel, Ukraine, and Yemen, plus rate cuts on the table, are fueling gold's meteoric rise. Several major banks are all forecasting sizable rate cuts in an election year. Some say this is Biden's Hail Mary attempt to keep the White House. Meanwhile, our national debt is skyrocketing higher. There's a direct correlation to the national debt and the price of gold. In 2020, the U.S. debt was $23 trillion and gold was $1,500 an ounce. Now in 2023, it was $33 trillion and gold has gone past 2000 an ounce. Why are so many Americans adding physical gold and silver to their portfolios and retirement plans? You can learn why. Call America's own precious metals company, the National Gold Group. Mention my channel, Ivory Hecker, and you'll always get best-in-class service from America's conservative precious metals leader. National Gold Group has the IRA fee waiver on all qualifying rollovers. Call 888-617-5927. Get a free investor guide today. 1918 Spanish flu was one of the worst scourges that mankind has ever faced, killing 20 to 50 million people. So let's take a moment and step away from the perpetual fear-mongering of the media and assume for a moment that some party has decided to liquidate weapons research infectious disease experts. But there is really only one reason to kill off a bunch of scientists, to keep them from doing something that they were highly qualified to do. What would that be? maybe blow the whistle if an artificially created disease was about to be used in a manner that those who created it did not approve of. Note the above information and statements are from whatreallyhappened.com, Mike Rivero. That's just a couple pages from the new book. Now, Elizabeth happened to be studying this exact Dr. Wiley, this, this uh, scientist. Isn't this crazy? Like he put it so beautifully in the book and he's absolutely right. So when I came across this case, I knew immediately that something was wrong. I just didn't know the extent to, to how wrong things were because I didn't know that in the world, not just in the US, there were scientists just dropping like flies. I, I had no idea. So I started with Wiley because, you know, me looking at it as an investigative journalist, it didn't sound right. So I was like, what happened to this guy? And now, like you read, you know, it's it's not the singular case. So before we dive in, let me tell you something about Wiley. So what Don Wiley was doing is very, very complex. So Don was an expert on disease transmission. So 
he was kind of studying molecular structure for killer diseases, like you mentioned, Ebola, HIV, influenza. And we know that influenza was very similar to a certain pandemic we had in a way. So um, he was learning their structures and how effective it can be, which his research was also very usable in certain, let's say, things as well, because what in development, so what Don did is made in development very easy for certain institutions. Does it make sense? Yeah. So, so what happened to Wiley? Uh, he was in Memphis uh, in St. Jude's Hospital. St. Jude's Hospital is very well-known hospital, and uh, we know that Fauci visits St. Jude's a lot. Um, I'm not connecting these two. I'm just saying that Fauci has a relationship with St. Jude's Hospital and top scientists as well. So he was just there attending certain meetings, after which he went to a meeting with delegates in the hotel. It was a Peabody Hotel, and he didn't really drink anything. He was in a perfect mood. I spoke to his friends uh, who were actually there, who, who were the last ones to see Dr. Wiley. And um, they told me that not only he was absolutely normal, but he was just being Wiley. He, he was making random conversations um, afterwards. Um, like I said, he was not drunk. Afterwards, he left the hotel and he disappeared. No one knows where he went. So... His car was found actually four hours after uh, parked at the bridge. The only problem is the location itself, because Wiley was staying at his dad's house and people who knew him knew that every time he was in Memphis, he would stay uh, with his dad because he, his dad lived there and the house was in the mid, midtown of Memphis, yet Wiley's car was found on the other side. So whoever left the car there didn't know and didn't have the information that Wiley was visiting his dad or stayed there. So that tells me that, um, you know, I, I thought about this. Was it like an intelligence agency involvement? Was it something? But if it was, it was very negligent because if they only looked at um, Wiley's behavior years before, they would know that he was staying with his dad. But then I, then I got thinking, like, how could they be this negligent if this was not a suicide or an accidental fall and someone actually orchestrated this whole thing? Then how did they not know that his dad was living in the midtown, yet they parked the car at the bridge completely different direction? Like, if you keep going the direction the car was parked, you, you just get to the different state, like, let alone, like, back home, right? So... So I was just thinking, how could they be this negligent? But then I realized it's not that they are negligent. They simply didn't care because the, they, they already had a plan to, at some point, probably dump the body uh, in the water and bridge made perfect sense. Um, now, here's what happened. Some interesting facts for people who still think it's a suicide or who still think it was an accident or so on. The, the first time the body was discovered, the bruises on the body, broken bones, ribs, and so on, um, were actually indicating a fall, like a fall from some type of a height, right? But the autopsy was done by a very inter interesting individual who later on got fired <laughs> because he lied a lot, apparently, at work. So what got me thinking is, you know, a person that is... Uh, corruptible. Um, there's a possibility that you can give a, a certain amount of money to such a person to come up with 
whatever you want in an autopsy, right? It's not that Wiley didn't have these bruises, he did, but was it from a fall? Like, I think another autopsy needs to be done about this and we need more experts saying exactly how it was and, uh, you know, maybe maybe some other opinions other than just one very not credible, you know, um, autopsy that was done to his body. And then another thing, car was also damaged, which is not mentioned in many, many cases, but I looked up the reports of the accident. So none of the news reported the, the car damage, right? Only if you look up the accident, then you can see that it was. So it had um, some type of yellow paint. So uh, it, uh, a bump on the car and the yellow paint. So it could be that uh, somebody was either trying to get him off the road. So he like maybe hit something. Um, and also the front, uh, um, not a bumper, but something on a tire, like a disc on the tire was missing, if I'm not mistaken. So that's an indication of some something went wrong during uh, from the hotel to the bridge. Somebody either tried to get him off the road or he accidentally hit something and got out of the car, tried to check it. I don't know. This is all speculation. All I know is that car needs to be examined one more time. The piece that was missing from the car was never found. No one cared enough to find it, even though it's a piece of evidence. And the body itself was discovered months later. So now get this. What could have been like, what could have conspired, right? It could be that he was kidnapped all this time. This man was very renowned scientist. He was not just nobody. He had a lot of information. He was very helpful in infectious diseases. Uh, back in the day, people thought that, you know, he was kind of related with anthrax attacks. But I found myself as an investigative journalist that, that that's bullcrap. Like, that was no connection between anthrax, uh, anthrax attacks and Wiley. But the reason... This whole case went unnoticed is because we didn't have the pandemic before. You know what I mean? So it was not even in plans. But now that we had it, and looking back to so many scientists just dropping like flies, all of a sudden raised suspicion. So what's your opinion? I think this is very, very suspicious. Um, And you talked to some of his colleagues from that period, right? Did you find more about what exactly he was studying? Yeah, so that's pretty much it. So he was mapping the virality of infectious diseases. So, for example, how uh, why is it that some diseases are more, more deadly than another than other diseases, right? So that's the the, the little part that Wiley contributed to to this uh, society of scientists. He pretty much identified what makes a disease more deadly than other diseases, wow. which is a big deal. So let me let me put this in another word. Um, if you have the dynamics of the disease, right? So if you know how the d- disease works and what makes it more deadly than other diseases, then you can potentially use it as a bioweapon. Period. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you your take on whether a government intelligence agency may have been involved in killing this man. You know a lot of CIA agents and uh, 
agents who do these secret missions for the government, you, you were married to an intelligence agent. So tell me about looking at this case, how much does it look like uh, government officers are involved? You know, it's so hard to tell. And um, let me tell you my opinion. So this is not the first time intelligence agencies of the scientists, right? We know a German scientist case that Mossad killed. We know in detail how they killed him. So it was very simple. I don't want to diverge from this, but just to let you know what happened. So a German scientist who was uh, absolutely... Um, incredible in terms of developing missiles like short uh, long chain sorry long range missiles right so german scientists was killed by mossad because they wanted to prevent him from helping egyptian government to um uh, create long uh, short i'm sorry long term missiles so he was working with the egyptian government egyptian government hired former nazi scientists to build bombs in Egypt and Mossad knew about it. So they killed the guy because they wanted to prevent Egypt from developing a long, uh, long range missiles. So that happened. But other than that, many other cases when CIA's involvement, for example, in, in killing search and scientists and so on. So it's very possible. The question is which intelligence agency is involved here? Right. That's the question we need to. Is it the CIA or is it other countries? They're trying to off our scientists because they are developing a certain, you know, possible bioweapon. So if I was China, for example, let's talk about that. And I knew Wiley's uh, progress in scientific world and scientific society. And I knew that he just figured out how to, you know, possibly create a bioweapon deadly for Anybody, right? It could be that the U.S. could use it against China. So if I was Chinese government, I would be scared. I would want him dead or I would want him on my side, right? So it could be anybody. You can't just say that it's the CIA that offed him or it could be a scenario where, you know, all these scientists, what your friend said, could identify a genetically modified, you know, lab-created virus, uh, and they could blow the whistle because they are good people. They are just scientists. They are not your sociopathic agents that work for the CIA. It could be the case. So they kind of outsted all the A-listers in the game so that no one could pinpoint and no one could identify that, oh, search and pandemic that we had could be lab-made. So these both scenarios work, really. Wow. Just yeah. to make sure that you don't tell what you discovered, they're going to off you. Exactly. Just in case that that's exactly. a pretty evil thing. So you have a soundbite from Rand Paul. Tell me about this. Yeah. So here's here's what I'm concluding here, and why this soundbite is important. So what Rand Paul is thinking is it, it's kind of deleting entire um, hypothesis that I just make, which is. Uh, you know, if China wanted to uh, kill an American scientist that possibly could develop a bioweapon, that is understandable. But what's not understandable is American uh, government funding a lab in China <laughs> that possibly is developing a pandemic <laughs> and uh, and a bioweapon. You know what I mean? So these this two, two governments working together mm. to develop 
a pandemic, that is way more damaging, I guess, than just one country trying to off a scientist from another country so that that country doesn't have the bioweapon. Does it make sense? Like, it's it's almost like a globalist conspiring versus, versus one country wanting to uh, limit the risks. Right. That's so true. And so Rand Paul wrote a book on this, uh, mm-hmm. on, on the facts that he's discovered on this. What do you think was covered up? Uh, the fact that the U.S. government, at the behest of Anthony Fauci, funded it. Uh, the fact that they knew it was dangerous research and that they did not allow the research to go before the normal safety committee. See, we paused this dangerous research. They call it gain of research, where you combine parts of two different viruses and you get a brand new super virus that has never before existed. It's brand new. It doesn't exist in nature. You have created it, which is an amazing thing, but not a good thing. When you create these viruses, there's a danger they leak out from the but we had funded that. So between 2014 and 2016, people became very worried that scientists were now aerosolizing, taking a virus that was 50% lethal, like Ebola, that spreads by bodily fluids like AIDS, so it's not right. as contagious, just like sitting in a room, and saying, well, why don't we see, hey, let's see if we can mix it with this other virus and see if we can make it aerosolized. They were doing that with the avian flu. The avian flu is deadly, but it mostly kills chickens, doesn't infect humans very well, but they're like, hmm wonder if we can make the avian flu more infectious and see if we can transmit it through the air. And then they did. Wow. So you're saying um, your research indicates that this is the type of research Dr. Wiley was looking into. Absolutely. Because what Wiley discovered was pretty much how to make diseases like more virulent, more, more aggressive, more deadly, right? He discovered this aspect about the disease. So to the molecular level. So potentially you can take his research and create a disease according to what he found more deadly than anything. Wow. Okay. You're just getting started on this research about Dr. Wiley, uh, his mysterious death. You may or may not have an in-depth report on this coming up. Oh, absolutely. Um, So this is why I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of give you a generalized picture of this before we go into like nitty gritty details and possibly not today because I want to have this case closed in a way to know exactly where this was going, which is not, not well, at this point, impossible. But it's very interesting that FBI was involved in his um, disappearance. So that tells you that if it was some type of um, intelligence involvement, then FBI knew nothing about it because they were trying to investigate the case, yes. And um, yeah, I don't know, what's your opinion? Is it the, it, it, could it be that globalist governments are working together on this because it kind of ties into their depopulation agenda, don't you think? Like they've been coming out and saying how population is the problem. And this is not a conspiracy theory. This is World Economic Forum and its members openly coming out and saying, their population is the biggest problem. So we need to somehow depopulate. I mean, what depopulates better than a deadly virus? That is so true. And Bill Gates is one of those guys who just says what he's thinking. We gotta yeah. get the, we gotta get the uh we gotta get the population down. Yeah, absolutely. And the more of these pharmaceuticals we can get into people's arms, the more we can get the population down. Yeah, he said that during a TED talk. And exactly. I'm like I'm like, well, is this real life? Let me double check. Look up his TED talk. <laughs> yep, he said that. Wow. Um, so yeah, it makes you wonder if if that's the case. You know, 
Um, well, none of his friends think that he committed suicide. That's the problem. People that worked with the uh, people that Wiley worked with, none of them thinks it was it was a suicide or an wow. accident. Yeah, so wow. that, that that has to say something, right? Yeah, well, we will have to stay tuned for your in-depth coverage as you continue to talk to his close associates. Is there anything else you're working on? This is pretty much in terms of pandemic, but um, yeah, many other things as well. <laughs> but let's let's keep it under um, reps for now. But yeah. okay, perfect. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Elizabeth Lane, for coming on my podcast. Of we course. have re, uh, reignited my, my YouTube. My YouTube died for a month. Sorry, guys. I was, you, were doing, you were doing some important work. So <laughs> I was launching a TV network, vigilantnews.com slash live. You can watch me 8 p.m. Eastern every weekday. Uh, okay. We have big guests. That so. reminds me. So if somebody wants to watch more in-depth documentaries and investigation on different things, like, for example, Vatican and child trafficking and so on, you can visit my channel of Patreon. So uh, it's just Elizabeth Lane live on Patreon. You can look for my picture and see more crazy stuff. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth is one of the most curious people I've met. you got to be curious <laughs> to be a journalist, so... That's why she does a good job with it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back with much more. I'm not going away this time. All right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>